Welcome back to another episode of If I Go Missing. I'm Megan. And I'm Lynn. Today we're talking about the case of Gwen Brunel. Born on December 9th, 1995 to Betsy and Andy Brunel. Throughout her childhood and into her teenage years, much of Gwen's energy went into raising and showing purebred rabbits, with her being nationally recognized for her talents. She loved these rabbits so much. Gwen began in 4-H and by 2007 had won the Showmanship Championship title at the Western Idaho Fair. In 2011, at the age of 15, she was named the American Rabbit Breeders Association's queen in annual national competition. At the time of her disappearance, she was working to become a certified rabbit judge. On a more personal level, Gwen struggled with a condition that made her moody and inattentive for which she was taking medication. Gwen also has a boyfriend at the time of her disappearance who she's been seeing for six years and his name is Gerald Sanderson. On Friday, June 23rd, 2023, Gerald got home from work to news with from Gwen. She told him she was going to drive to California to meet up with a nationally recognized rabbit judge in a small town east of Fresno. Google's Maps says that drive would be around 700 miles and would take 11 to 12 hours. Gwen got ready over the weekend. She packed a bag with its week's worth of clothes and a week's worth of rabbit food. On Monday, June 26, she loaded up her 2008 Honda Element with Idaho plate number sign 5WT6X. Gerald had been talking with Gwen's dad, Andy. Andy told Gerald that he had offered to drive with Gwen. When Gwen and Gerald spoke about the offer, Gwen said that she had spoken to her dad already and didn't need him to accompany her. That turned out to be untrue and she had not spoken with him about attending the trip. On June 26, 2023, Gwen left her family's home in Boise, Idaho around 11 a.m. Gwen set off promising her boyfriend, Gerald Sanderson, and her parents that she keep in touch and that she may possibly make a stop in Reno, Nevada to break up the several hundred mile ride. While Gwen did take her cell phone, the battery had not been charged and it was running low. Gwen would usually put her phone on the passenger seat or in her bag when she was driving. Her dad says she rarely touched her phone while driving. At some point that morning, the phone was switched off. Where Gwen went on Monday during her trip is kind of unclear. But both Gerald and her father tried to get in contact with her over the next several hours. Her father texted her at 2 p.m. and got no response. Gerald texted at about 2.30 and also got no reply. Gerald texted again that night, assuming she had reached Reno. After midnight, he sent another, and just before 2 a.m., tried one more time. He got no answer. When Gwen still hadn't replied by Tuesday, Gerald told her parents that he was unable to contact her. Her father, Andy, reported her missing to the Boise Police Department. The agency entered her into a national database the following day. Around the time that Gerald went to Gwen's parents, Gwen's parents, specifically her mother, had also tried to reach out to the California judge to see if he had heard from Gwen. He responded and said he hadn't heard from her. Not only had he not heard from her, but he wasn't even expecting her. 
What happened between Gwen leaving home and her being reported missing is all based on debit card records, surveillance footage, and witness accounts. The first sighting we have of Gwen after she left home is her appearing on CCTV footage 20 miles from her residence. She had stopped at the convenience store in Nampa as confirmed by both security video and her debit card records. In the footage, she can be seen entering a store called Jackson's where she purchased some snacks. However, when Gerald got the opportunity later to view the footage of Gwen, he noticed something strange. Gwen had left home wearing a blue shirt and Nike brand tennis shoes, but had changed into a red shirt and knee-high dress boots. What also struck her family as odd was that she'd visited the store three hours after she had embarked on her journey, which is a rather long time to have only traveled 20 miles. The next time Gwen popped up on the radar was around noon on Tuesday when she pulled into Jim's Sinclair in Jordan Valley, pumping $13.66 worth of gas in her car. This looks to be around 80 minutes or 65 miles from Jackson's where she had been the day before. The gas station's manager asked Gwen how her day was going, to which she replied in a hurry. Her uncle, John Brunel, later calculated that based on the element's mileage, Gwen had covered about 290 miles, factoring in about 80 miles from Boise to Jordan Valley. Andy said his daughter might have burned the other fuel driving to the border town of McDermott, Nevada, possibly deciding then to cancel her trip and double back. After she got gas, Gwen drove across the parking lot, pulling in front of the adjacent Miss Z's convenience store. She went into the store and asked for razor blades. When she was told they had none, Gwen bought a gallon of water and some peanuts for $9.26. She then went outside and sat in her car. After about an hour, the store attendant got concerned and went out to ask Gwen if she was okay. Gwen said she was fine and did not need any help according to a sheriff's office report. Her mother later said Gwen can get shaky if she misses her medication dosage and might have consumed the snacks in the parking lot to settle down. Gwen also used razor blades sometime to cut her medicine in half. Later that same day, a rancher pulled off U.S. Highway 95 about 17 miles north of Jordan Valley. He turned west into Sucker Creek Road, which is a well-used gravel road leading to the scenic Leslie Gulch. He stopped at the gravel parking area slightly less than half a mile off the highway to make a call. No other vehicle was there at the time. The following day, Wednesday at about 11 a.m., a UPS route driver pulled into that same gravel parking area. He would go there often to eat lunch. He noticed a Honda Element parked there. Gwen's car. The UPS driver returned the following day and noticed the Honda was still there. The rancher also drove by the area every day and said the Honda was parked there unmoved until Friday, June 30th. On that Friday night, at about 10.30 p.m., the deputy turned off of US-95 onto Secor Creek Road, stopping to check on two vehicles parked at the gravel pullout. One of the vehicles was Gwen's, and the deputy ran her plates and realized that she had been reported missing. Deputy Hale started searching the area in the dark for Gwen. Not far from the Honda, searchers later found a purple bathrobe that Gwen wore around the home. 
It appeared folded as if someone formed it into a cushion to sit on. Next to it was the water jug bought in Jordan Valley, now half empty. The Honda was unlocked, the windows down, but by this point, five of the 11 rabbits had died, suffering through a day of 95-degree desert heat. Police called Gwen's parents the next day to let them know that the car had been found and that Gwen was still missing. The ignition key was inside, as was her leather shoulder bag, along with her driver's license and credit cards. The duffel bag with clothing was on the seat, and there were wrappers from snack foods. Missing were her cell phone and the Nike she had worn out the door the day she left Boise. Items found inside the unlocked car include leather shoulder bag containing wallet and all known credit cards, driver's license, and other identification cards. There was no cash in the wallet. Travel bags containing clothing and personal items packed for the trip. It is unknown if any items were missing from those bags. Empty soft drink cans and two wrappers from protein bars. Three cages containing a total of 11 show rabbits. Gwen is an expert on raising and showing purebred rabbits and has been recognized nationally for her achievements in this area. A water trough shared by the rabbits. Approximately one week's worth of food supply for the rabbits. A large-scale search was launched for Gwen. The vehicle's discovery prompted an extensive search of the area with investigators and Gwen's family and friends looking on foot, manning ATVs, and even going on horseback in an attempt to locate any clues as to her whereabouts. Four trained dogs were also brought in to help with the search. After days of failed efforts, police suspended their official search on July 10, 2023. The next clue in the case didn't show up until two months later, on September 10, 2023. One of Gwen's t-shirts was found tangled in a barbed wire fence about one and a half miles from her car at Dog Creek. The sheriff, Travis Johnson, said the shirt was wadded up and probably just blew into the fence. To police, though, this confirmed she most likely went up that way where her shirt was found rather than considering her being abducted by someone. At the end of September, a helicopter spotted more of Gwen's belongings, her boots and socks, around one and a half miles away from where her car was found. This was about 80 yards from where the shirt had been found. Interestingly, the boots had been stacked in a crisscrossed manner. Her parents have stated that if she left the rabbits in the car, that Gwen had to have intentions to come back to them soon, too, as she loved her rabbits and would never let anything happen to them. While trying to find any possible clues as to what could possibly be going on, her parents decided to look back through Gwen's writings, stating over the past year, we've noticed some of Gwen's writing shows some delusional thinking and paranoia. They said in a statement, we are not certain, but we think this could have affected her trip and the disappearance. Her mother, a psychiatric nurse, leans toward the conclusion that her daughter is somewhere out on that rangeland. She said her daughter might have suffered some mental crises. According to a True Crime Society's blog post, Gwen's mother has stated that she does not sense her daughter's presence on the earth anymore, saying it's just a mom thing. <sighs> I'm the type I would be more of, my heart would tell me she's, she's gone, 
I don't know where, I don't know what happened to her. She's gone. But my, my brain, or maybe the other way my brain would tell me that, my heart would tell me, nah, she's still here. I, I don't feel my daughter now like that. So I would never get the feeling that I don't feel my daughter on this earth anymore because I don't feel her now. I just know she is. You don't ever have like, when I do something stupid that you know could potentially be like a really bad choice, you don't <laughs> ever have like this gut feeling in your stomach like something's wrong with my child. I should probably call her or reach out to her. True. True. I have had that. Yeah. And right. I mean, like, not because I told you something or whatever. Yeah. It's just because you just had that gut intuition yeah. while I was miles away. Yeah, you're right. Because I have texted you like, you will text me right now or I will come to your last location. So, yeah, you're right. I mean, I guess I have. I just haven't thought about it. I haven't thought about it in the way of feeling her on this earth. So it's a different of feeling and saying, I guess. Gwendolyn Margaret Gwen Brunel went missing in Jordan Valley, Oregon on June 27, 2023. She was 27 years old and was last seen wearing a dark colored t-shirt, black leggings, and black knee-high dress boots with a flat sole. She stands at 5 foot 7 and weighs between 140 to 160 pounds. She has brown eyes and long medium brown auburn hair that's usually up in a ponytail. Gwen's ears are pierced, and she's left-handed. At the time of her disappearance, Gwen was driving a gray 2008 Honda Element with Idaho license plate 5WT6X. At present, Gwen's case is classified as a missing persons investigation. With her parents concerned that she may have become disoriented and wandered from her car or abducted. There's also a possibility she lied about the reason for her trip. With her family posting that she may have been meeting up with someone, an unknown individual. Anyone with information regarding the case is asked to contact the Boise Police Department at either 208-377-6790 or 280-570-6000. Tips can also be called into the Mailer County Sheriff's Department at 541-473-5125. Thank you for listening to another episode of If I Go Missing. You can follow us on Instagram at If I Go Missing Pod to see photos from the case.